What's up, everybody? It's Monday. Welcome to Browner and Lawhead. I'm John Browner, as always, joined by the one and only Jason Lawhead. What a crazy, jam-packed sports weekend we've had, whether it be starting on Thursday with the Thursday game, the Saturday games, or the World Cup Sunday morning, for those of you who kick the ball around with your foot, or those of you who play football where you throw it with your hands. What a crazy, crazy weekend to be enjoying American sports. Here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN, what is up, Jason? Uh, what in the world did you make of this weekend? What a weekend of fo- what a weekend of football. Um, plain and simple. I mean, what a weekend of football, and so entertaining. I was all over the Red Zone Channel because my Browns played Saturday with a with a big win over the Ravens, and, and uh, in spite of Watson, but Sunday was just awesome to be on the Red Zone Channel and be able to watch the game that's in front of you great football great entertainment bravo nfl so like i said jam-packed weekend but i gotta start the show with something that was near and dear to this show and to the captain and crew show and to the people of the mightier 1090 espn we'd had our annual uh cruise along the bay of san diego and it did not disappoint if you brought a jacket. Shout out to Don and Lloyd Benson. Shout out to Joe Rigby. Uh, shout out to Joe Rigby's girlfriend, whose name I always forget, but people know I forget names, for setting up the food and for and, and for our great friends at Tory Holistics for, you know, supplying the, the chewables on the boat. Uh, uh, shout out to Next Level Sailing, uh, Captain Fathom, uh, Troy Sears. Look at me remembering all these names of all the people who helped out. Uh, I got a little video. I'm going to play a little video for the people who were there. You know about this video. For the people who were not there, uh, once the video breaks down, we'll do a little talking over some of the pictures. But check out our uh, our little boat trip we got here. What up, Scott? Yo. <laughs> How you doing? Scotty. I'm good chilling here That's on the hilarious. boat. Hell yeah. We uh, got a nice little crowd here. Everybody walking around, seeing the things. What's up? Uh, oh, oh! So you got one too? You found yours? Oh, there it is. Okay, dug it out of the bottom. I got some beanie. Okay, respect, respect. And so, yeah, I'm sorry, I missed it. No, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. And then it's just pictures of everybody who came. That's Rachel and uh, and and uh, 1090 boss wife. Just so many people who came and had a good time, and we were able to connect. Doctor Max say, uh, just it's it's always good when you get to interact with people who listen to the show because you never really know what a person's take on certain things are. And this gives shout out to Gary Cooper. This gives us an opportunity to do that. This gives us an opportunity to, to hear from people, Ruthie Edelson right there, shout out to Tori Holistics. That yeah, gives cool. us an opportunity to kind of hear oh, back and, and, and try to, you know, uh, uh, Bill That's Hagen boss, man. Yep. and Troy Sears, captain of the boat. So, I got I got everybody, man. I I went around, talked to everybody, and 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 just tried to take a minute to just chat with everybody. And I really feel like we did that. I really felt like everybody did that. So shout out to everybody who came out. Shout out to everybody who had a good time. And shout out to all the people who uh uh, uh went on Twitter and 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 chatted about Br and Kim being there and and the well wishes and how happy they were to see Billy Ray out and about and and enjoying the company of people who've enjoyed his entertainment for so many years. So 
shout out to you guys and thank you very much that was great to see billy ray man he was uh he's still the big old rascal looking good uh it was also great to see something else the chargers pull one out there that okay so there's a long list of things that happened during the nfl weekend a long long list we're a southern california based show so we try mm-hmm. to start with things that matter closely to home. We will get to the Raiders and the Patriots because that and we also may talk about the greatest comeback in the history of comebacks being Jeff Saturday smoking a 33 point lead to the Minnesota Vikings. We might get we will get to that at some point because, again, the NFL had a crazy weekend. But before we do that, I got to tell you, man, Justin Herbert continues to show people why the belief is palpable. Look at this throw that basically wins the game. This was not a great game by him. This Mm-mm. was not a this was not a great game played if you watch the entire thing. But when it mattered most, you had to get to the 29-yard line for field goal range. This is what he did next. He just what rolled out to the right and just bang. Yeah, that's something because he played a bad game. It's something because he played a bad game. Yes, yes, he. I did. mean, you look at his numbers. I mean, the Chargers punted seven times. He threw two interceptions. He was sacked three times. Um, that you know, that was the that was the, he didn't throw in a, a, a touchdown. I can't remember the last time he didn't throw for a touchdown in a football game, right? And um, you know, they get away with the win, and he does, you know, and it had they lost that game, it would have been a, a base, you know, mainly, mainly on the shoulders of him because, yes, <laughs> you know, him and Staley, at least, if they would have not been able to pull that out, if he doesn't, that's how big that throw is for him. Because if somehow that goes sideways and they lose, and then now they're the seven and seven team in this log jam in the AFC, he would have had to shoulder the blame for the numbers he put up. Huge. And rightfully that's so, one of those, was such a bad game. That was like rightfully so, and, and that was a that was a, a perform that was a defining part of a performance that will be forgotten in in the history of his greatness. But that's the kind of throw, like it's the non-touchdown version of the Montana throw to the back of the end zone, Mm -hmm. because if they lose this game, they're in real trouble and he's shouldering the blame and, and he's already working from kind of behind the deck as it is, in my opinion, when you work for the Chargers and you, you, you try to, you know, uh, solidify yourself and lift the team. So that was huge. That one play was so huge because if they lose that game, the picture is really different for them right now in 14 games in. I got to tell you, when I'm watching, when I'm looking at the standings after that game, so it went from in a span of, I think it was around 40 seconds, I think they said, New England and New York both found themselves outside of the playoff window looking in in the span of 40 seconds because Herbert made that throw. Uh, a couple seconds later, uh, New England made the best, worst backwards pass ever. And then the Jets just, they didn't, they, they didn't win. So when we were talking about... 
when we're talking, ah, about- that was great. And the Jets, they didn't win. They just didn't That's win. That's funny. So when That's we're talking funny, about dude. what what the Chargers are doing, I got to remind people. I know a lot of people hate the Chargers here. I get it. But there are also a lot of people, by the way, many of them who come up to me and say, hey, man, I thank you for keep talking about the Chargers. I'm still watching. By the way, a lot of people are still watching. They're hate watching. But that hate watching is starting to turn because Justin Herbert's making plays like that. If you, if you look at how the Cincinnati Bengals got to the Super Bowl last year, they were on the outside looking in, and they got hot at the right time. The majority of this season has been spent with Charger injuries all across the board. With the exception of the left tackle, everybody else is starting to come back. And so all that preseason hype about the Chargers being Super Bowl contenders, because look at this stacked roster. That stacked roster is about to return to a team charging for for a playoff run, because this is who they have left. And Jason, you tell me if you see wins or losses to what they have left. They play the Colts, the Rams, and the Broncos. Those are their mm-hmm. next three games. The Colts, exactly. the Rams, and the Broncos. I don't – two of them are in prime time. Let me, let me – wait, let me make sure I got this correct. I think uh, – uh, ESPN and NBC. So, two, yeah, two because one's on Saturday. These games are in prime time. These are prime time games. They're primetime games. So I don't see them having the letdown. The Raiders are obviously in a position where all they can play is spoiler, but the Colts are not good. As I say, gave up a 33 to nothing lead. The Rams have already packed it up because they won the Super Bowl last year, and I don't really think they care about what happens going forward. And the Broncos are terrible. They won against the Cardinals, but the Broncos are terrible. Off that schedule, Jason, who do you see on that schedule? that can rock the cart in which the Chargers are pushing forward? Well, I think the way the Chargers kind of go about business until they actually close the briefcase and sit on it and put those snaps down and that thing's locked. I mean, you know, it would be the most Charger thing to have a guy like Baker Mayfield have this resurgence and just lift the Rams up on in meaningless games for them. And, it, you know, they were get derailed in a battle of L.A. when there's the much more superior team with the with, with the team going forward and something like that would happen. That would never surprise me. That would never surprise me about the Chargers. And look, I don't hate the Chargers. I, I, I kind of pull. For, I like Justin Herbert. I kind of pull for the Chargers, especially since they were in San Diego with Marty Schottenheimer. I get why people hate the Chargers being from Cleveland, losing a team, going down, packing up a truck with ownership that played politics and used politics to, you know, uh, divide the issue and then still run from the issue. So I get that. I get anybody that hates them. And I I understand if that's your team. I love Justin Herbert, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if in any of those three games, they do something chargering enough to to give this thing away but a big win yesterday to get to eight and six in that playoff picture and yes these should be three games you win and go into the playoffs flexing in a wild card spot that nobody wants to play even if you're a division winner even if you're Cincinnati definitely if you're Tennessee um so right there I mean that but any of those they could lose if you started the playoffs today and I think because I think this is what's going to happen I think Baltimore is going to fall another spot because Lamar Jackson's uncertainty has just really put them for the second year in a row in a very difficult spot. So I think the Chargers are going to move up to fifth. And it'll be the Chargers against the Titans. 
And we just saw that. So I, you win that game, and then you find yourself in the second round against, regardless of who it is, a good team. That, by the way, it doesn't matter who they play. At. They match up well against everyone. There is not that a matchup. Five- there's not that a five seed in the AFC. It is vital right now. It's vital because Tennessee is going to be that fourth seed. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so with with the first seed, hey, if the Bengals win out, they're the first seed. They, that means but that means they've won out. That'll, that'll be only four losses, knocking off Buffalo. Um, the head to head with KC. Um, well, KC's, them, KC's only got three losses. I understand, but let's let's say KC goes down in one of those last three. I'm just saying, if it's a four, if four losses and they win out, if four losses is the you know the the least amount of losses, then the Bengals still looking at uh, the first seat or possibly the third seat. But Baltimore's fighting for that fifth. Miami, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great last three weeks in the AFC just to see who's gonna the be AFC the five, West. six, seven, and six. Well, just to see. Like the five, six, and seven seeds in the in the AFC are going to be like a divisional race going down the stretch. Those three slots, it's going to be awesome. The Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets are going to kill each other for a spot for one spot, three teams. Because I think I think mm-hmm. Buffalo is going to lose again, uh, just because since Von Miller's been out, they they feel a little lacking of something. Now, they play the Bears, which the Bears can shock you. I don't think they will against Buffalo, but they can shock you. And then you got a Cincinnati team who's playing for the number one seed. And with Baltimore still sniffing around, playing for the division, but also playing well. And then the last game of the season is against the Patriots, who, quite frankly, probably will be fighting for their playoff life. So you, this is going to be a great opportunity for the Chargers to slide in under the radar into that fifth seed, upset Tennessee at home, which has happened before, and then the rest is downhill, man. I I think there is not enough attention, and rightfully so, because of the way that the season has gone. With everything that's gone wrong for the Chargers season, they're 8-6. and six. They're 8-6. and six. The Raiders have had things go bad. Their record's the opposite. Cleveland's had things go terrible. Their record's the opposite. And Pittsburgh, they're just bad. I don't know what's going to happen with them, but there have been teams with injuries that just went under. They just went completely under. Pittsburgh's still six and eight, though. You know, that's the thing about Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're terrible. They've gone through Trubisky, Pickett, rookie after all. And they're still six and eight. They're still like, you know, not like that. That that shows you everything. I mean, they still have a fight, a puncher's chance. So and, and you can and you gotta feel the same way about Arizona. Arizona had opportunities to be better through injury. They were not. The Rams had an opportunity to be better during through injury. They were not. The Packers had a chance to be better throughout injury. They were not. And so you you kind of gotta look at this Charger team and go, there is something here. The question is, how will it manifest itself? How will it show? Yeah. I mean, it uh at the end of the day, it's the Chargers who kind of control their own fate to say to be the fifth seed. I mean, it, it's their slot. They're playing for a division title in the sense that they want to be first place of all the wild card teams. I want to. I'm going to show you two plays on the screen. One play will be from uh, the end of the interception. The other play will be the actual interception. 
So here is what I can only describe to you as the best, the best of game scenario you will unfortunately see if you're not on the team. Look at Mac Jones. Just get the, the oh, wait, hold on, wait, go back. Look at Mac Jones. Just get put into the dirt by Chandler Jones. And you may ask yourself, well, how did that happen? Here's the last play of the game, what you don't want to happen. The Patriots, for whatever reason, didn't take a knee. Now they're doing some wild thing at the end of the game. <laughs> Only to have the throwback pass intercepted by Chandler Jones and ran into the end zone in a walk-off. That is the definition of what a walk-off is. Jason, have you ever seen something that crazy at the end of an NFL game? No, and that's just stupidity. That's football stupidity. You're, you run the ball, see if something happens. Don't get into a lateral game with no ticks on the clock. Uh, I can't believe that. To me, that took Bill Belichick down a peg in greatest coaches of all time. When you look at his record without Brady, and you see that a team like that in a position that they're in to go win an overtime game, to be in the playoff hunt, goes and does something like that. Well, first one is bad enough, then you go, oh, God. And then the next one, throw, the guy throws a 40-yard downfield opposite way ball just up in the air. Mac Jones, that dude looked like he was getting snow off of his shoes on Mac Jones's face. He made him look like a doormat. I mean, that was literally like a guy. I like literally like you just came in out of a blizzard and you're trying to get all the snow off your feet. That's what he did to Mac Jones's face, and then he ran for a touchdown. That was pathetic. That that it's so funny to see the Patriots be doing something that like the Browns or the Lions should be doing. You know, it, 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 hilarious to me. I think. If you're Mac Jones, and again, he's a professional football player, so I'm not questioning his toughness, okay? You cannot let another man do that to you with the game on the line. You just can't. You just can't. You look up, and it's just him, and it's just you. This is what they But that happens so fast. I mean, the ball, oh, you got to give it to Mac. He hands a ball off, right? He's thinking, we're going to, we're about, I'm going to be about to, I'm about to be out here in a second calling a coin flip. And all of a sudden, the guy that's twice as big as him that just tried to take his head off is now the, the receiver right in front of him catching a pass. It goes from like, that goes from like, you know, uh, that's one of the craziest scenarios I'm sure any quarterback would ever be like, okay, just watching it and then be like, what's going on? Oh my gosh, now I'm a free safety right now. That's crazy, dude. Crazy. Hey, I hear you. I 100% hear you. Did not expect for that to happen. But <laughs> no. Jason, Jason. I mean, I get it. Game, but... With the game on the line, he had no chance. You, you see the, but you see it coming. One, listen, this is why I give Mac Jones a ton of crap. You see the ball coming. You're the court, you're watching the play. You see them throw it back to you. You don't go after the ball. You just watch Chandler Jones catch it. And not only did you see him getting ready to catch it, you made no move to stop him until he was about to like I said, you. Like I said, he's probably one of two quarterbacks in the history of football that's ever been in that situation after handing a ball up on a simple play with a gog expiring and turning around and within a second turning into a defensive player on the only receiver between you and the end zone come on man who else like what other crazy play find the tape bring the tape in where any other quarterback has seen that 
has ever been in that situation. Well, that's never happened before. So the answer to your question is zero. That's why I said one of two quarterbacks in history tops. Maybe Red Grange did it in some weird scenario back where there was a halfback fan. And then, you know, but he probably made the tackle. That's the only difference is Red Grange probably made the tackle because that's everybody was the same size. That dude would, if any, if there was a street fight and you just threw Mac Jones out in the alley, like he didn't even know he was just like coming out of a restaurant. Like, hey, Mac, hey, everybody. And you just grabbed him by the shirt and you threw him in an alley and that dude was there to kick, kick his butt. He'd have no chance. That is the best analogy you could give. If you get thrown into a dark alley, you better hope it ain't with Mac Jones because that's your ass. Period. (laughs) End the story. That's it for you. You cooked, bro. We see Mm -hmm. he will go down, and he will go down soft and easy. So, Mac Jones, you get the the, the, – you ain't a man award of the week, bro. Brown and Lawhead, we'll be right back on the Mighty 290 ESPN with more football. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mightier 1090 ESPN, the Southern California mega station, radio station. Again, I'm John Browner with my co-host Jason Lawhead. We are Browner and Lawhead coming to you Monday through Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m. Everything you hear on the show is available for replay via YouTube and the iTunes podcast store by simply going to YouTube or iTunes and Kaplan and Crew. Like, share, and subscribe. And as always, I encourage everybody to head over to the Kaplan and Crew website. Check out the merch area. Buy some shirts. It's got some faces on it. It's got some stuff. Jason, where is your merch in there? Where's the Lawhead shirt? We got to get a Lawhead shirt or a hat or something. We got to get a Team Lawhead after. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag Team Lawhead. Uh, hashtag Team Lawhead. I like that one. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I, I you don't don't have to maybe get one with me in a Christmas hat in it. That's uh, maybe that'll be doing like a holiday hat with me in with earphones and a and a Christmas hat or team. I like Team Wallhead. Okay. Even though it's funny because I after uh, Alex started that hashtag the other night, um, I looked up other hashtags Team Lot. I'm like, why didn't I ever think of that as like something promotion? I was mad at myself. I was like, ah. yeah, that's so good, right? So I looked up a team and there's it's being used a hashtag. There is a um, primary school, which is really funny because Lawhead's a Scottish name. There's a primary school in Scotland called Lawhead Primary School, and uh, they use Team Lawhead as a hashtag already in tweets and other posts and stuff. So they're the only one I could tell that ever used Team Lawhead. And it's kind of cool that story. My father visited the grounds of that school when they went when my parents went to um, Scotland 20 awesome. some years ago on vacation because Lawhead's a more common. It's the only common name is in Scotland, Lawhead. Lawhead from the old country. And uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm like, oh, my God, that that hashtag is the place my dad has pictures in front of the school signage back when he was like, you know, 20 some years ago. I remember them when they went on that vacation. Thanks to Pretty Twitter wild. for shrinking the world. Ain't uh, that wild? The internet is wild too. The internet's a wild place, man. You gotta be careful out there. Um, there, are, there are so many games that took place over the weekend. The World Cup being one. Now, mm-hmm. people on this show know. If you listen to the show, if you like, share, and subscribe to this thing, you know I am not a soccer guy. You know Jason is not a soccer. Guy. We're the two furthest things from soccer coverage <laughs> you will possibly find. Sorry. I woke up on Sunday morning. This game was one to nothing. And since, again, we are sports people, though. So if there is something on at at 7.30, 8 o'clock when I wake up on a Sunday morning, 
I'm going to watch it till football starts. So as I'm watching this, yeah. I only know like two people in the game. Player in the world or ever to live. Pick one. I don't know. See how much knowledge I got. And he scored. And then he scored. And somebody else scored. And Mbappe scored. And then he's so at this point, I think it was two to nothing in Argentina. And then Mbappe took over. And then he started scoring. So now I'm like, whoa, I know these people. And they're actually scoring in a championship game. So the novice, and I mean, and I mean novice mm-hmm. in the most novice way possible. I got what was happening. I knew how big it was. I saw how awesome it could it got. But that that's it. I didn't. I, people were crying in Argentina. There's there were two. It looked to be about two million million to a million and a half people in the street. I mean, great, yeah, great. I'm not mad at y'all. Have fun. Do your thing. For Argentina, like winning the World Cup for Argentina is like the reverse feeling of Queen Elizabeth dying in England it's that big but it's the reverse emotion no it is i swear to god i woke up for the world cup i woke up okay i woke up for the world cup and it wasn't because i was i wanted to watch the reverse feeling that 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 just absolute it's almost so it's it's devastating right to this population that just loves country so much and it's just so important to them like what that does like the World Cup in soccer for Argentina to win that, uh, you know, as a country, it it has that almost just complete overwhelmingness. It's just the reverse feeling. It's just like, oh, the queen. It's everything in England. You know, the royal family, anything tragic happens to them. Lady die, the old lady that just died. Uh, and when the next one's gone, look, what I'm saying is, that's the it's a different kind of overwhelming of the body i think people that are listening be like no that's a good point yeah it's just the reverse they're crying in the streets dude there's like people just literally like throwing up crying of joy you see it in buenos aires it's crazy i believe they're literally I, I I believe I'm just I saying felt, that's all I have to, that's all I have to add to the, <laughs> to the World Cup. No, what I said I, the joke I was going to make was I woke up for the World Cup not to watch it. I woke up at uh, 7 a.m. for the World Cup not to watch it. I just found out uh, I finally found out that my neighbors uh, aren't Colombian; they're Argentinian. <laughs> ah, come on, because they woke they woke me up. Come on, okay, 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 cool. listen, hey, people, this ain't this couldn't ain't get, the, couldn't get back to bed the whole game. Couldn't get back to bed. This ain't the soccer show. This ain't the soccer show. Because at one point during the game, it looked like Argentina was out of there. They looked like they had lost all momentum because Mbappe went full Terminator. But they turned it around, man, so good for them. Um, but then they ended on penalty kicks. It's like, then why even play the extra time in the first place? Just go to the penalty kicks. Like, or what, are you, what are you guys doing? Just play again, I, soccer until I'm, somebody I'm, scores. I'm telling you, man, it's a thing of attrition. Just take one guy off after every minute. Just take one guy off. It'll be two on there two out go. there. Take one guy off go. every minute. I guarantee you these games would end way faster. That would uh, actually be a better way to get to, you know what, in the extra time, as a that would be a better way to get to the penalty kicks. It would literally just, just take be... A guy, take, take a position off like every two minutes in the extra time, and then by eight minutes in, you're down to just a few players on each other, and then by the time, if it doesn't do anything, then you go to penalty kicks. I feel like... Cool. You just invented Jeff- a better sport. <laughs> You're welcome, Soccer Nation. I really feel like Jeff Saturday, uh, this experiment 
has turned out to be, it couldn't have gotten better for me as a person who hated this thing from the very beginning. And it has nothing to do with the Rooney rule. For those of you who don't know, Jeff Saturday was hired by Jim Mersey, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, simply because they're friends. Now, Jeff Saturday is a Hall of Fame center, but he's not a head coach. He was not on anyone's staff. It was the equivalent of someone looking at me and going, hey, Browner, come coach the Lakers. Or, I mean, they're not essentially prestigious. Hey, Browner, come coach. Come coach the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. We're not going to win anyway. But, yeah, let's see what you can do. Jeff Saturday became the head coach of the largest comeback in NFL history. They were up on the Minnesota Vikings, 33 to nothing. 33 to nothing. Nothing. And lost the game on a field goal in overtime. I don't need, I'm not going to bore you with the details. What I just will tell you is this. I love it. I love it. I, I don't like Jim Irsay. I don't like the Indianapolis Colts. And I love the fact that this is happening to them. I hate that this happened to Matt Ryan again. Because, you know, listen, if the girl leaves you twice, same girl ditched you twice, it's time for you to go do something else. Matt Ryan, it might be time for you to retire, brother. Ain't no way in the hell you didn't give up the largest comeback in Super Bowl history and not the largest comeback in regular season history. You, This might be it for you. But as, as far as the Jeff Saturday project goes, I hope we've seen the last of it. And I hope we've seen the last of anybody attempting to do this again. Because clearly, he's not a head coach. Dude, they got beat. They were up 33 nothing, So they got outscored 39-3 in the final two quarters in overtime. And against Dallas the week before, Dallas scored 33 points in the fourth quarter against them. Yep. That's that's what that's what they've done lately. After losing four, you know, now they've lost four in a row after that opening win against Las Vegas. I mean, the Raiders, that's why Carr cried. I mean, the Raiders have to be sick to their stomach when they look back at their schedule right now and they see oh. that they lost to Jeff Saturday and the Indianapolis Colts. You know, some some losses are just in the NFL. You deal with it. Now you're looking at it going, that, that makes you just want to go in a room at six and eight and vomit. I, it does. I got it. I just don't, I don't understand. I don't understand in football how you lose a lead like that. When it's 33 to nothing, the clock's on your side. Like that's a whole game worth of scoring. There are multiple teams. Let me see. So 30, they got the, so at 33 to nothing, uh, Seahawks 49ers need a team score 33. Ravens Browns need a team score 33. Dolphins Bills need a team score 33. And I go so on and so on and so on. Cowboys lost 40 to 34. That's it. That's the list. The Bengals had list. They had 33 in the first half and lost the game. Like I I mean Kirk Cousins ain't It's quite incredible. It, it's it's remarkable. It's what do you have to do wrong? Like that's like being up 50 at half in the NBA and losing the game. There, it really is. They, that's like being up 50 at the half, 33 in football at half with the amount of time that's left and the chances that you get the ball. It's like being up 50 at the half in the NBA and losing. Getting outscored they, by more than 50 in the second half. They only had one turnover. 
So this wasn't like the Bucks, who I think had five or six turnovers. So you can explain why they lost a 33-point lead. The amount of time on the clock and being up 33 points should have guaranteed you the period. And if you're Matt Ryan, there. if you're Matt Ryan, you had to go, hey, man, I've seen this movie before. We're going to get back aggressive. No, 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 no. But, you know, once a deer in the headlights, always a deer in the headlights, I guess, man. Just it was, you know, it was 30. They actually get attack on a field goal at midway. It was less than five minutes to go in the third quarter. It was 36 to seven. Oh. Oh. So, so they get outscored 32 to nothing from the 453 mark of this, this third quarter on. That's, There's no that's not even 20 minutes, not even 20 minutes of football, 32 to nothing, not even 20 minutes of football. That's there's well, no the overtime. I'm sorry, the overtime. Give him. There's no excuse. But you had to get 36 to 36 to get to the overtime. Okay. Like yeah. there's 30, no 30, excuse. 29. There's no excuse. Unreal. There's no excuse. So I I don't know what happens to Jeff Saturday after this. I if I were him, I would want a multi-million dollar full-time gig doing something that I love as well. That doesn't mean you should get it. So I don't I don't know what type of uh, uh, pictures he'll expose. Every owner in the NFL is praying Ursay sticks with him. Every owner in the NFL will just call Rooney and be like, "Hey, listen, we don't need to challenge the rule on this one. Let that idiot." We're gonna let. We're gonna. Okay. Every other, we'll make sure we get really on every other hire, but let's just let Ursay have this one, and everybody doesn't. It's two, you know, two wins on the schedule for three or four different teams, and then you know, come on, call the league office and go. Listen, every. Vacancy this this offseason. We promise you, we will give a black guy the head coaching job. Exactly. Do not, do Every other miss. job that's open, right? Yeah, but just let him sit there. This one, any he's got to stay there. He's got to exactly. stay there. Let's just all say, hey, you know, this, this is just an interim coach turned into head coach. That's the guy Jim wants. Uh, gonna do Eric Bieniemy is the next head coach of the you know. Who's <laughs> the play? Give me exactly. anybody. Pick a team. Uh, uh, another another game where I, I I missed the I told you so, so I don't have any shame in doing this. Dak Prescott ain't the guy. I don't know what more people need to see to tell you that Dak Prescott is not the guy. The Dallas Cowboys yeah. are a run-first organization. They're a run-first team whether it been Emmitt Smith or whether it be Ezekiel Elliott, where he rose Tony Romo to prominence and then turned around and did the same thing for good old Dak Prescott, who everybody wants to tell you he's Patrick Mahomes. They want to tell you he's Josh Allen. They want to tell you he's uh, 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 Joe Burrow. He ain't even Kirk Cousins. Dallas, the Dallas fan base, they're my best, worst fan base to watch cry. Because they can always see it coming. There was nothing more spoiled than this game for next week's game. Because Eagles, Cowboys, primetime Christmas Eve was literally what they were talking about during the Bears-Eagles uh, game. And I can damn well guarantee you that's what they spent a lot of time talking about in Jaguars, Cowboys. And now that game doesn't really matter. Because it doesn't matter what the, the, the Cowboys do. I don't think they can win a division after that. But holy hell, man. 
how much more does Dak need yeah. to give y'all for y'all to know he ain't the guy? Is he good? Yeah. Is he great? No. Is he exceptional? No. Is he a franchise quarterback? No. 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 And that's the difference uh, between the Cowboys and the Eagles right now is yesterday, is really yesterday. Absolutely. Is that the Eagles were getting punched around by a tough performance. Chicago put out a heck of a performance. That was home. the Super Bowl for you know, Chicago. Playing, playing good football the whole way, doing the best that they've done. And the Eagles were in there and, you know, not playing their best, but, but it was Jalen Hurts. Uh, that went in and scored the three touchdowns that were vital. They were the, all the difference makers, right? I mean, they he was yeah. the difference maker. If Jalen Hurts doesn't have the game he has, the Bears win that game uh, going away in the in the theme that game was. And the difference is, is Dak went out and let a guy like Trevor Lawrence come back in and beat him. I mean, and I'll that's a big him. say to that. A big say to that defense that's been talking a lot, too, was that's also your game to end, all right? Uh, you know, they went down and got that uh, go-ahead touchdown with three minutes to go. And then I think Jacksonville still had the ball two more times. even though. But you got to – look, your job as that defense is to stop Trevor Lawrence on that last drive. They let him get the field goal, and then Dak doesn't show up as the guy, what you're saying, which I'm agreeing to, in the overtime. And it goes the other way. And so unless they go out and smack Philly around, they're they're just the same old cowboys that we all see coming before the fans do, but the fans eventually see it too. By statistical by the way the NFL measures statisticals, passer ratings, blah, 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 quarterback rating. Justin Fields outplayed Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts won the game because when the very mm-hmm. key plays needed to be made. He made the play every time. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And he didn't give the Bears any more to work with than they than they already were. You know, they were successful uh, in a lot of schemes defensively, but he didn't give the Bears any more to work with. Um, you know, than he than he than he had to to give that, you know, he had the two picks and he, you know, he down the stretch of the game, he just was ball security and and closed it out. What you saw on the other side, if you're if you're the Cowboys, what you saw on the other side was a franchise quarterback. That's what they look like. Like <laughs> when you can do what Trevor Lawrence did, that's what it looks like. The Cowboys have never seen Dak Prescott do that. And if you're right, Jason, if this is the same defense, talking loud beating their chest about what Jalen Hurts isn't and is not. I'm talking about you, Micah Parsons. You got to close that. You got to close the door. They gave you a lead in the fourth quarter, like Jason said, with three minutes left to go. If you're if you're that defense, I, this is it. We'll take it from here. The, the next time y'all come on the field, it'll be a couple runs and a couple knees, and that'll be game because we got this. And no. And no, you don't. Now, the fact that Dak threw a pick six to end the thing is another conversation, but I already told y'all he ain't the guy. The de- the Cowboy defense, they posted, they got the guy on it. Now, Michael Parsons, he the guy. He the guy. He's the one who has to end that game. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, they come up with a big fumble. I mean, they were marching. Lawrence was marching them before that big poke-out fumble. Mm-hmm. Um 
uh, they had that big play on the big fumble. And I thought, all right, well, there you go. The Dallas Dallas defense is going to win this game. And then they give him the ball back. And that's another thing. Dak, Dak doesn't finish him off in the regular uh, session in fourth the fourth quarter. And then uh, the defense gives up those chunks of yards and gets them in field goal range. And then, boom, it's over. And they'll lose. That's a, not even a playoff game. That's how they'll lose a playoff game worse than that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I listen. I don't. I got no faith in them. I got no. Play I, I I got no faith in them at all. I don't. Uh, Jacksonville. This has been a great year for Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence has shown signs. Uh, I think that that quarterback class has been really funny. Uh, Mac Jones started off the best. Zach Wilson had flashes last year where people thought that they had things in them. Trevor Lawrence was not good because obviously we know who, we know why he wasn't good. And Justin Fields wasn't good either, and we know why he wasn't good. I'd put money right now that they'll go into Tampa and lose as the fifth seed, even as bad as Tampa's going to be going in watch. Brady will go beat him again like 17-13, going to lose to them. I, I, I just, I don't, I, I never got the Cowboy seed. hype. I've never got the Cowboy hype. I don't think I ever will. I'll be one of those people going, I just don't get it. I just, the Cowboys are like soccer to me. I know people like it. I don't know why. I yeah. even watched it and I was like, okay, that's good. But I don't know why y'all think this is this is going to be better than than this. This is best it gets for y'all. You scored some points, but a better quarterback beats your quarterback. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, all the quarterbacks are good. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, man, again, I want to thank everybody for coming out on the boat as Jason continues to celebrate the holiday season with his Christmas hat. I think we'll probably do something tomorrow, like what's your favorite Christmas beverage? Maybe we'll get to a favorite Christmas treat because we got two more days before we hit our Christmas break. So we'll give y'all a little bit more. Brown and Lawhead, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Mightier 1090 ESPN. Peace. Peace.